What's going on, everybody? It is another episode. Should I play that? I'm your boy Chris, aka Black Rod, aka Black Hulk, aka. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was trying to come up with something for you, but was, yeah, I'm trying to come up with the third one. So anybody listening, go ahead and you know in the comments, what should my third AKA be? Let me know. But I'm joined with Rod. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good man, good. We were having a pretty spirited uh, pre-show, also our quickest ever. But um, but we were having a pretty good one. I'm really excited to kind of get back to that. <laughs> yeah, this episode's gonna be pretty fun. Um, you know, we're gonna go ahead and jump into what we what we've been playing recently, which I feel like you know this week I'm excited to talk about what we're gonna talk about. Yes. And then we have some some new stories, and I guess we'll we'll talk about an upcoming game that you know a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah. But, some would say. I don't know. Let's see what <laughs> happens with it. That's all I can say, but that's going to be later on in the episode. Uh, but before we jump into video games, Rod, like, just how's life? What's going on? You know, uh, life is decent. You know, life is life is good. You know, I, I hate, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the weather because, you know, they say if you talk about the weather, you have nothing else to talk about. But I, I really, I bought this awesome jacket that I, I literally cannot wait to wear. So I'm hoping that it gets like colder outside. I mean, but it is kind of getting that way already. I saw my breath outside for the first time this season. Nice. Um, at night. So I know it's getting to be that, that time. And so, yeah, man. And I, I've been seeing some good movies. You know, we've been talking about that for over the past like few episodes. Um, but yeah, man, just it's it's the season for media. Like I love it. I love this yeah. time of year. And and you know, I also want to throw out that because um, I've been talking about like the CW DC animated, not animated, but the DC universe. You know, the Arrowverse, as some yeah. people call it. Um, and it and I mean, I don't know if it's rumors or if it's confirmed yet, but. It looks like we're finally going to get a Green Lantern show on HBO Go. Finally. Or, or oh. HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, all that stuff was announced today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I did? Um, I, this is sort of game related, but uh, but I did go to a house with people at a, at a gathering, a party, uh, mini mini party thing, and uh, they – over the weekend, and they actually – we played a – cooperative choose your own adventure game hmm. which I, i've never played that before so it's like it's got like some cards and you kind of like so you draw like story with the, what they call story cards and they're just you know they look like you know your standard playing cards and it's got like the story in it and you kind of pass them around and everyone kind of reads one of the story cards and then every time it comes to a decision you as a collective like make the the choices that appear on the cards um and like there's a board and it actually has like you're a paranormal detective in this particular game so like there's a danger level that like i think it it does something story related we only got like past chapter one which was took like an hour and a half or so it was a while but um but you know you have danger levels and you have like you're moving on this board kind of as you're telling the story um and like psychic levels i guess so you can use them as like you could be checked basically so you can mm-hmm. you can uh so in, during certain story bits it'll be like hey if you're at you know level 5 psychic or whatever you can like roll roll this dice to get like i guess 
if you get like a three and above, you can pass the check and see what's in the box. If you roll anything less than that, and you can't. So I don't know. It was really interesting. Um, I've only played Dungeons and Dragons once in my life. I was gonna like, say it sounds like you're explaining Dungeons and Dragons right now. Uh, kind of. It was kind of like that, it's but like with less D and D light. Yeah. That's actually the perfect way to say it, D&D Lite. Um, I've only played it once in my life, uh, which was like a few months ago. Like I played D&D for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, that was what, actually... What, I was like, what kind of character you rolled? What you doing? What you doing? Uh, what was I? I was like a night elf or something. And my, my special ability was that I could see in the dark. Like, everybody had, like, these awesome, like, you know, skull crusher and super uh, fast abilities. And I could see in the dark. Uh, which actually did come in handy, to be honest, like in the campaign that we were in or the one shot. Uh, but I had to stop every two seconds because I didn't know like how to like how to do do damage or do anything really. So I had to like it was, there's like mild math involved. And um, mm-hmm. so I was just like I it's overwhelming, but it was really fun, though. It was really fun. And I, I kind of want to do that a little bit more. I just don't have like a consistent group to do it with because i don't know a lot of people who are into that so it's it's i know it's hard to because i haven't played D and at this point at least like a year um but i mean not not even to say that i played it a lot like i played it like a handful of times but i mean there is i mean you know i've, I've heard of people uh getting on discord and playing a game through discord mm-hmm. like oh, all all yeah. in like a group chat yeah Huh. I think this, yeah. So and then like um, one time we uh, played D and D and someone couldn't make it, so we plugged up a laptop into uh, the TV and had someone Skype in, and he was the dungeon master. So like, oh, he, wow. he was able to like share his screen. And he had like a uh, pretty much like a like a virtual map of like the dungeon that we're in. It was really it was really cool. That's actually pretty sweet. So that's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons that fascinates me is. Like, the idea that, like, you know, you're... So you are just, like, a bunch of people sitting around this table and, like, you know, pretending, role-playing. Um, but it's so vivid, though. It like, is. Yeah. If you, like, have, a, if, if you yeah. have good imagination, like, I'm thinking of, like, the past, you know, campaigns that I've done. And, yeah, you're right. It's like, if you If you walk into the room, you just see a bunch of people, like, sitting at a table. But actually playing the game, and if you're playing with, like, a good group... You vividly like you you see what campaign you're doing. You see what's going on, and that's it's actually more so what I remember than the actual just sitting out, sitting down, and you know playing the game. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, and the person who had done it, um, like it was their first time being the dungeon master, and but they did such a great job because <laughs> it was so funny when we first started, and he started talking and explaining the scenario, like he was doing it in like this narrator's voice, and and I was like, okay, and I was just like drawn in, and then and then he says he said something like, you know, okay, and then you know the band of adventurers walk up to the bar or whatever, and then he stopped, and we were all just like looking at him because most of us hadn't like played before ever um okay. so we, we we were all new and and we were just like looking at him and he was like uh, uh you guys can go now like you, you what do you do and that like shook me for a second i was like i was like <laughs> what, what do you mean like what do i do and then i was like oh we have to actually like act out like what we're doing or say what we're doing yep. like 
yeah, well, like we walk into the bar. Oh, okay, cool. And then it, like specific things that you do, like maybe talking to someone or opening a drawer or just anything. Like there's there's he's invented scenarios that you can do. Like you can literally, it's limitless. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no like you just said, your imagination drives everything. And then like you have to be like the first. I, I learned this the first time I played this was that you have to be very careful with your actions. Like you can't like burst into a room and like do whatever you want. You have to like take into account. All right, if I go into this room, where am I standing? Is there a window? Right. Uh, how many enemies are in this room? So you really have to think of uh, think ahead. Like, uh, the person I was playing with was like, hey, instead of you just bursting into the room, my character could, like, see through walls or use, like, a spell to see how many enemies are in the room ahead. And I said, you know what? That sounds great, but fuck it. I'm going to barge into this room. I'm going to suplex the first person I see. All right. Go ahead and roll for it. Shit. You hit a one. Burst. I I burst into the room, but I, I ran straight into, like, an enemy, tripped, fell, and, like, pretty much started the battle. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You can't do stuff like that in D and D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You really have to be careful. Um, like I, like I think my character like tripped and fell and like alerted. It alerted everyone in the room, which then alerted the whole base. <laughs> that that sounds like a very you thing, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> like in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. I you know it was fun. It was fun. I I personally had a good time with it, and I want to do more stuff like that for sure. Um, I didn't know like it seems like it's getting. I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like it's getting even more popular nowadays. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you have like so many podcasts about D and D. Uh, like crit- oh, it was a Critical Role, I think. Yeah, Critical Role. Um, yeah. you have like some YouTube channels that talk about D and D. Like it's, I feel like it's becoming bigger and it's becoming more mainstream. Like you have like celebrities now saying, Hey, you know, I play D and D like, do you know that Vin Diesel plays D and D? Yeah. Yeah. He's a giant nerd. I mean, it's been pretty obvious. Like he is, he loves all this geeky shit. Like yeah. for really like, and he is, he is like, yeah. Um, <laughs> family. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's cool. It's somebody else too. Somebody like really, really famous uh, and, and like someone who you would never, guess but i almost hate saying that because it's like literally D is not it that's the thing is that it does not strike me as something that is just for geeks and shut-ins and shit because you have to be insanely social number one yeah you have like, to be charismatic like, yeah the people, some of the people i played with i'm like yo i didn't know you had all that in you yeah <laughs> exactly it all comes out during D. um and, and i mean it's like it, it really truly is a work of imagination in art and like i i appreciate that and i didn't i never saw that until like i played it you know earlier mm-hmm. this year so yeah very cool experience man very cool no it's cool like there's a game that i really want to play um right now but like with you know with the games i'm playing now and with some games that are coming out pretty soon i won't have time to play it so hopefully i can catch it on a sale but i really want to play disco elysium Ooh, dude, I keep hearing about that game. I really want to play it because, like, it's 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 literally what we just talked about. Like, you're playing an RPG that's so like basically being played like you're like playing D and D. So, like, when you start the game, you have to you know choose different stats. All those stats affect how things work out in the game. And whenever you're like in like this is the game that doesn't have like 
quote unquote combat, like true combat. Right. Like it's more or less like done through these uh stat checks. So I really want to play this game, but yeah. I, I I gotta be responsible with my money and my time right now. Right. So Oh yeah, for sure. Man. For sure. There are so many games out right now and it's it's disheartening that I can't play everything at once. I'm about to jump into Yakuza 4 here. Uh, After Party just came out today. Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out in two days. Like, uh, or I guess it's out by the time you hear this. Like, um, man, it, it's such a good time. Such a good time. But, uh, but Chris, what, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I mean, honestly, just, just work. Really, nothing too crazy. And I say nothing too crazy, but like, I, I've been to a couple parties, Halloween parties. Nice. Um, successful, I hope. Uh, hmm. <laughs> what did, what did you dress up as? I had, I had fun. I'll just leave it at that. So I, um, I dressed up as a Grim Reaper. Like I got nice. like a, a pretty cool, like Grim Reaper costume. And it was one of those costumes where, uh, it was supposed to come with like glowing eyes. Didn't have the glowing eyes. Like that was broken. So I improvised like I normally do. Nice. Went out. Bought another mask that made it even look better, like so good, like really good. Um, like it's instead of just being glowing eyes, I went with like seeing like a skull glowing, and the 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 hood of this cloak is like one of those hoods that show that uh, it covers your face. Okay. So like when when it's dark and like I'm in the shadows, like literally all you see is like the the uh, skull glowing. Ooh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So, nice. uh, you know, hopefully, like I, you know, I, I, I rocked that costume, uh, this past Saturday at a, at a party, had some fun. And, you know, this coming Thursday is, you know, actually Halloween. I'm planning on going out and having some more fun. Sweet, man. Good for you, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, besides that, you know, just work, 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 work. But I have had some time to play some video games. Ooh. Mm. Should we jump into that? Yeah. So uh, before I get into my games, let's go ahead and jump into your games, Rod. But wait, before we even jump into your games, Rods, yo, listener, yeah, you, I'm talking to you. What you been playing? Go ahead and write. Go ahead and write it down Very in the nice. comments. I, I'm a huge you. fan of your transitions, by the way. I'm a huge <laughs> fan. We want to hear what you guys have been playing. Put it in the comments. Let's talk about it. And um, let's have some fun. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. So, Rod, what you been playing? Been playing a couple of things, man. One of which I've talked about already, but it is AI, the Somnium Files. Still digging into this game. Um, still putting ice picks through Corpse's eyes. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That has actually not happened yet. Uh, but the game is very gruesome. Like, I spent a good amount of time, I would say, like, on it might have been like early saturday um like playing this game because i was like man i haven't like sat down and played it played it since outer wilds kind of came out on playstation and took over for a week um and i finally got to sit down and and dig in and the story kind of gripped me all over again and um I got to experience some of the, some more somniums, which was really fun. So before I mentioned that the somniums are kind of like, you know, the dream worlds where these kind of, uh, other worldly things occur in them. So they're really like dream states and, and, and larger than life events kind of happen in them. And the way that you kind of solve them, like that's, it's basically like a puzzle room that you need to solve, but 
man, a lot of it is just so random. Like you're presented with a TV and you're presented with three options. Watch the static or turn the dial or kick it or something. And it's like you could do all of those things. You only have like six minutes in a Sonium. Every single action takes up time and you don't really know what is going to be useful to you um, until you actually do it. And sometimes you'll get these items that are called timies, I guess. And they are, uh, they lessen the time, uh, in most cases. Sometimes they'll actually increase the time. Um, I think, I don't, I haven't discovered the pattern for it yet, but sometimes you'll get a timey that like, uh, that, that doubles your time, which sucks if something's already gonna take like 60 seconds, now that's gonna take two minutes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, that's probably the only sticking point is that there isn't really a great like rhyme or reason that I've found to the puzzles. Like a lot of the solutions don't make a lot of immediate sense to me. Like it kind of seems like I'm just going to try a bunch of random shit and hope it works, which also involves a lot of trial, trial and error, which also involves a lot of restarting. Um, yeah, so, so I was going to ask, so like, have you, have you come across certain puzzles where like you, have you've either gotten stuck or you really had to like, you know, reevaluate how you were gonna solve it. Yes, absolutely. That's actually nice. the, the the last Somnium I was in. Um, was there was there was a one particular puzzle. I I could not figure out why, like why the solution was what it was. Um, and honestly, if I even tried to explain it here, I guarantee it would not make sense. Not even because it's like no, you know, if you if you ever played it, you wouldn't get it. But just the solution is just so fucking wacky that I, I couldn't begin to explain it. Um, but it, yeah, I absolutely ran across that. And, but once I figured it out, it was like, Oh, okay. That's really weird and strange, but I'll take it. Um, and it's so random that I don't even feel like if you use a guide, it would help. I haven't seen any guides for this game yet. I, I'm sure they exist, but, um, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure we won't see those for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, people are so fast nowadays. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, they're, they're, they might exist, but yeah, who knows? You, you could be right for sure. Um, but yeah, man, um, I, I did find, uh, I, I did find some of the flowchart stuff now. Like, I did get to a point in the story where it is actually completely cut me off from playing because I've, there was a major revelation. There was actually like three major revelations that happened and I'm just like, whoa, 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 what? 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 How? When? Why? Who? Um, and now as soon as that happened, uh, I get, I get hit with the, uh, to be continued screen and then it says like, you know, hey, continue the story or unlock other branches of the storyline to continue oh, this. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you need other pieces of information for the overall, like the overarching story by making different decisions in the Somnium. So that's actually where the path, the paths branch. Um, every decision that you make in the Somnium, or not everyone, but some of the decisions kind of lead you down a, uh, diverging path. And so once you start, so if you go through mental lock one through four, that means you miss out on maybe five through eight. But one through four is going to be it's going to take you down a specific part of the story, whereas five through eight will give you on put you on another branch entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now, you know, I won't see what is a part of that particular branch until I discover information in another storyline. Um, it, it sounds confusing, but it honestly isn't. There's literally a flowchart in the game that that details everything for you. It even comes with a really handy like summary guide so you can kind of see like, 
oh, this is what happened in this storyline and during this scene. Uh, so that's really neat. Um, so you never, ever feel lost, which is nice. And you never feel like you're missing content, uh, which is also important. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still super enjoying this game. The, the voice acting remains really good. The music is, is surprisingly like decent too. I forgot that Uchikoshi games, uh, have like really solid soundtracks, but this one is no different. It's like this very cyberpunk, um, kind of electronic score and i'm definitely into it so um yeah man yeah this is a solid solid game that i can't wait to keep digging into for sure um yeah i was i I just looked it up on how long to beat uh, the website and like on average it looks like people are beating it within 24 hours 24 and a half hours yeah so is that so is that like a single playthrough Yes, I would assume that that is a complete playthrough because I actually reached the end of like the first branch because I I told myself like I wasn't gonna look at anything like flowchart related until like I hit that point and I knew I knew that the game had branching storylines um in that in the same vein as like Zero Escape because this is literally no different from Zero Escape um in that regard and so yeah once I got to that once I got to that point it was about eight hours eight ish hours. Um, and, and you can actually, you can actually jump to any point in the story that divulges, which is so good. So, oh, okay. So you don't have to replay the game every time. No, not at all. No. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. You, you only, the only thing that you have to do is replay a Somnium, but the game actually tells you like what, which, uh, options you've already picked, like in that Somnium. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of you discovering which route you didn't take and just solving those puzzles. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So they, Uchikoshi makes it very easy for you to like experience everything. Basically, the anti-fire emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Shot, yeah. Shots fired. Shot, shots fired for sure. Um, but it's something I appreciate. You know, when you're playing a game like this, like my time is precious. Like I want to, like give me your story. You're trying to tell this really great story. Like let me experience it like in full. And that's what, uh, that's what it's doing. So, and, and, and that's, the thing too with these particular games and his games specifically is like, you know, he really makes it so you, the bits and pieces that you get do feel like they are kind of building up to a greater whole, which is great. But, you know, the full story is not revealed until each and every single bit of the gameplay is is has presented itself and i really love that idea uh he's he's one of the few game makers i feel like doing something like that in the narrative space so no no it's cool no i was just i just had like a random thought but yeah. like it, it it pertains to like you know the the uh ai pertains to uh one of the games that i'm playing uh that i played this week um like so this past week uh, you know at work I just, you know, I randomly, like, thought up, not thought up, but I randomly, you know, you know when you're playing a good video game, and it's just on your mind the whole time, right? Sure. So, um, I'm at work, and I sort of recap, like, one of the events that happened in uh, Outer Worlds, and I sort of, like, broke it down so that I wasn't using, like, the terms, like, in the game, like, which planet I, I was on and everything like that. Like, I broke it down in terms of, like, using everyday things or everyday, like, terms so that people yeah. could get it. And, like, some of, like, these situations that we're doing in these games, 
like they they're really intriguing like it, it really like sort of like it pulls you in like either direction like you really have to sit down and think damn how am i gonna solve this or how am i gonna do this and like a couple of the people that I've, I've like you know talked to about this game i was like hey you know this you know situation happened in this game i'm playing everyone seemed like intrigued everyone was like yo what 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 the fuck are you playing like this isn't no Call of Duty. This isn't no, you know, Fortnite. This seems like this game seems to be like, you know, has some depth to it. And I'm like, yeah, right. like I, I like playing these games that are just different. Yeah, I like games that sort of like get you to, you know, use a different part of your brain. It makes you, you know, scratch, scratch your head sometimes. Absolutely. Like this. That's exactly what AI does for me. Like it makes me. I mean, and it's not even honestly, it's not even a difficult game in that sense. Like I haven't really run across something where it's like oh i i can't figure this out you know not like outer wilds you know i talked about that last week you know about how it the game is built upon exploration and really it's like you can rack your brain on some things but like but here like the, the difficulty isn't even the issue it's like i love just being able to sit back and enjoy a good story especially yeah. one that only a video game can kind of give me and i think branching paths is something that is I would say almost exclusively done really well in games. Like I know that there are, you know, films that kind of have done this or, or TV shows or, um, you know, Bandersnatch for Black Mirror just tried this. Um, you know, there've been other stuff in the past. Uh, books obviously, um, have, have, you know, choose your own. We talked about choose your own adventure earlier in the show. Like, you know, that there are tons of books like that out there, but games really have a, a, unique way of kind of grabbing you in that instance and giving you that kind of narrative in only the way that a video game can um like i I feel like uh if you have like a friend a significant other that really isn't into games but like they fucking love murder mysteries and watch all that stuff sit them down and have them play one of these games yeah i feel i feel like if, if you sit down with them and like have them, you know, have them play it or have them like, you know, watch you play and like give you input on what, what you know, they want you to do. I think that's like, you know, and I've done this before, too, in relationships. Where I was like, hey, like, you know, watch me play this game. All right. Looks like she's really into it. Here's the controller. Let me see you play it. And like just seeing someone, you know, that wasn't really into it, then like seeing that light bulb turn on and like jump into it. I just, I don't know. I love, I love seeing that. I love seeing people like, I love changing people's minds about like, like how video games are, how it works and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So that's been AI. That's been pretty much it with the exception of another game, but I kind of want to move to, uh, to you, Chris. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. I'm actually very much anticipating this, (laughs) but Chris, what, what you been playing, man? God damn. All right. So last week you talked about Outer Wilds. I did. And it, you know, I've had this game on PC <laughs> when it launched because, right. uh, you know, the Epic Game Store, which some people really hate, some people really love. I'm not going to tell you where I'm at, but they had a really <laughs> good, they had a really good sale where I think the game is normally what, $25. Yep. And I ended up getting it for 15 because they gave like a $10 discount. On I think any game over like fifteen twenty bucks, right. so really good deal. Um, so I picked that up, played it maybe like once, maybe twice, and sort of dropped it because I think I think that's what it was. Fire Emblem came out, right? Maybe I think Fire Emblem came out, and I sort of got you know sucked into that. Right. So 
hearing you talk about it last week, I'm like, damn, it sounds like he's having a really good time. Uh-oh. Let me ju- let me jump back into this this game. So, and sort of sitting back and thinking about it, like I feel like we could sort of talk about the premise of this game because sure. I've I've looked up. You know, if you type in Idle Wilds and what kind of game it is, like, they actively say, like, this plot point in the description of the game. So, I'm not really going to preface this as a spoiler alert, but, you know, if you look up the game, you'll see, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Um, but this game is based on a time loop. And, like, I can't make it to the time loop part because I keep dying. I, I still haven't seen the supernova. <laughs> and I'm not, so, and here's the thing. So I'm not even trying intentionally to die, right. but I'm just, I'm just exploring. I'm just exploring. Um, so if, if you guys don't know, Out of Wilds, it's like an open world exploration. When, when I say open world, I mean, you're, you literally in first 15, well, I'm going to say first 15 minutes, cause I don't know. It was probably your first 10 minutes. Um, you, you pretty much get launch codes, you launch yourself into space, and you, you pretty much have like this open galaxy, which is comprised of maybe like, I would say four planets, maybe? Yeah, it's like four planets. You could land on like a few other things, but yeah, it's like four planets. Yeah. Or so. And, and like, of course, like the, these planets are relatively small, but like it's, it's like a functioning planet where you can, yeah, sort of, you can literally dense. fly around it. Like it's, it's dense. Yeah. So, um, Nevertheless, like, this game is built where you can go out and try and figure out whatever the fuck we're trying to figure out, because I still don't know what. And I don't know what it is, but the world just keeps, you know, killing me. Like, I've tried to, I've tried to land on, you know, what's sort of like Mercury in this universe. I tried to, you know, land on there, overshot, and got pulled into the sun's gravitational pull. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else has happened. You, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've been, I've, that's what it was. So I landed on a planet that, um, it's on a timer and like there's like sand that's like mm-hmm. pretty much filling the planet. Yeah, the Ash Twin. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're, uh, you land on a planet and you sort of like, you're guided into a cave system and it's like uh you know you could pull out this device that you could read inscriptions of like the people that lived in the universe before us yeah. or whatever the and like they yeah so there is a translator they're giving you like hints on like where to go where not to go in the escape system i'm like all right perfect that's great they're giving me hints i'm going to follow these hints and um luckily i w- i was able to get out of this cave before this you know the sand filled up all the way which when i say getting out of this cave like i literally last minute found like a crack in the ceiling and you know use my jetpack to you know jump out of it that's epic so um here i am like where this planet looks completely different now because it's full of sand i run towards my spaceship i i think there's like a um it's like a like a vortex like a like a sand uh yes. tornado yeah and yeah. i got sucked into it it spit me out into space and once again like i here i am drifting in space and i like you're literally drifting in space and you're running out of oxygen yeah so i feel like when that happened i, I think at that point i might have been maybe 16 17 20 minutes into it so i ended up dying in space because i ran out of air 
I do I do want to interject just really quickly because I I want to keep hearing your experiences. I've been very I have, ex- I have more excited. stories of how I died before this this whole time loop thing happened. <laughs> uh, uh, you can match velocity to the planets. Have you tried that yet? I've done that. Oh, okay, but, okay. But at the same time, if if something's in your way while you're trying to like match velocity or like I use autopilot because I'm not gonna like I've yeah, tried sure. I've tried you know flying the spaceship. It's hard autopilot i'm using it it's perfect um but yeah like even with an autopilot if you're already in a certain trajectory and something gets in your way then you know you're sort of screwed so like there's been you know deaths where i would um and that's that also happened too where like i sort of drifted off into space and then somehow like got sucked into the gravitational pull of another planet and died on impact yeah that happens that that well, I if I'm already in the orbit, I, I'm I usually slow myself down, especially if I'm coming down really hard. Like I slow myself down with the jetpack um, to kind of ease that blow, so I don't like hit with a, a death blow. Because um, because yeah, that does matter. Like you know, you do have fall damage. Um, but yeah, you could use gravity to your advantage and 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 use your jetpack to kind of ease your drop, your descent. Is fall damage. There's um, there's certain things that could just straight up kill you. Yeah. That's happened to me. Um, I I walked into an area that looked peaceful, wasn't peaceful, and I instantly died. Oh, was it the ghost matter? Yeah. Yep, ghost matter. Which you can actually see. Some ghost matter is lethal. Some isn't. And you can find out if it is if you um shoot your scout launcher over it, and it will say detecting or detected. It will give you like a flashing red. And it will like start blowing up like around your scout launcher to tell you you shouldn't walk here. Oh, that's so that's pretty cool. Yeah, see, I, and you learn that in the village because the kid, there's a kid who's like by the ghost matter, and he's like throwing the ball in there, and I think it actually there's a a, a script that reads like use your scout launcher in this way, and it's that's functions as the tutorial for that. So so. This is one of those games, guys. If you if you played this game, <laughs> take your time on the the first le- uh, first planet. Yes. Yes. Learn. Talk to everybody. Learn everything. Yeah, because the game does not tell you stay on this planet. You can go get the launch codes immediately and fly off into space and learn everything or attempt to, like as you go. The game does not force you to do anything. Yeah. Um. I think I got sucked into a black hole on another planet. Yep, yep that happens. <sighs> This game is, I mean, it's it's cool. It's like a, it's like a giant sandbox game. I it just, sounds like you did not enjoy it. It sounds you know, like you did not enjoy your time. <laughs> I'm just, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's more or less that I'm bewildered that I can't last 22 minutes without dying. It, I mean, it takes a minute. Like, I mean, like I said, I think what I said yeah, last week is pretty spot on. Like, it really is a matter of... You know, yes, you don't take anything with you. There's no such thing as like, you know, um, jet or better jetpacks, better jumps, power ups of any sort. Really, the only thing you take with you upon death is your knowledge, and you use that knowledge to, to you know, get better um, or to 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 not die at a specific point. Like you mentioned when you were on uh, the the Ember, the Ember planet, the one with the sand in the cave. Um, that's a brilliant example because that was a place where I went later 
and I noticed that like there was sand like kind of going up and filling up this cave, and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Why does it go away eventually? And I didn't really stick around long enough to find out, but when I died or whatever, I was like, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go into, I'm going to try to go into those caves. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Sure enough, that whole path was open, open. and then I, yeah. yeah, and then I did notice that like, you know, yeah, if you don't get to that. There's a whole particular part of that planet that you cannot get to at all if you don't get there fast enough. And the only way you do that is by, honestly, trial and error and trying to, like, you know, figure out. And it's going to take some deaths. Like, you will probably die a lot in the game, you know. Um, But it's so rewarding when you do get on that rhythm, that path, and you you figure out whatever it is that you want to figure out. And you find, you you've explored the thing that you've been searching for and it's just an unparalleled feeling to me uh, that that you get you know and you get amazing story with it as well so yeah man um i mean hey if i know you said you're not like you know you're kind of enjoying it but like if you're not enjoying it then that's that's cool but like if you stick with it you know and, and i know, you know what it is i feel like i'm indifferent it's not that I'm not enjoying it. It's, it's more or less that I have other games I'm currently sure. playing and I want to play, and like those are scratching more of the itch than this game. I For feel sure. like I feel like this is a perfect game. That's like a, this is a perfect in between game, or maybe a game that you could I could sort of play like just like at any time, really. But yeah, I mean it's it's cool. It's you know I I'd recommend. You mean I don't? Would you? <laughs> Would you? You have to. I mean, you would. Ha- you would have to like that type of mechanic. Like, if you if you're cool with, uh, like repeatedly dying, but then like knowing, like learning something from your death and taking that onto the next playthrough, then you'll enjoy it. But I, I think I just I died too many times and like in dumb ways, frustrating ways too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There are a lot of dumb deaths that can happen. Um. There are a lot of dumb deaths that can happen, but a lot of it is due to ignorance. Like, you know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't know. Like, I, I didn't know. I was ignorant to, the player is ignorant just in the beginning because the, the main character that you're inhabiting is, is ignorant. Like, they have never been to space ever or not like to this degree. Like, this is their first time in the outer wilds and like, you know they're they're seeing a lot of this stuff for the very first time, and they're only getting it through things like the museum on the first uh, planet. That's why I felt like it was so brilliant what they did. Like you're not playing some hardened, you know, explorer or something. Like you're no, you're playing someone who's who's green, and you're experiencing everything fresh through their eyes. And I feel like that's that's the real magic of the game to me. And I, I don't think the game is for, for, for everybody. Like, you know, I, I hope that everyone gives it a shot and a try. And I'm so glad that like, you know, you sat down and gave it a fair shake. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a specific kind of experience and I don't think it's one that we get very often. I, I do want to give this game, uh, like another shot. And like, I, like I said, I am going to go back to it, but, Oh, now I do want to ask one thing. Yeah. So in, in, in like, in, frust- in, a, in frustration, I was like, you know what? Fuck leaving this planet. Let's see what's on this planet, like the okay. home planet. Did you explore the um, like the planet that you start off on? Yeah, I did. That's like the first thing I did. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, because that's that's like the last thing I remember doing in the game. <laughs> and yeah. 
by like fully exploring, like, did you get your suit and then like, I guess like, uh, explored like the innards of the planet. Oh, like the cave, the cave system. Yeah. Yeah, like the zero G stuff. Oh no 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 no! Not even that. There's like more on that planet. Uh, are you sure it's not connected to the zero G stuff? No, it's not. Like it's not. Okay. Even, I'm not even thinking about that cave system. It's like a completely other cave system. I'll have to go back and make sure that I'm. I know what you're talking to about because I'm not sure now. I know oh. I'm double. I'm I'm double checking myself because like yeah, there's a there's a. There's a couple cave systems, but I thought one of them went like to the because there's there's actually some interesting stuff. You can actually find some of the dark bramble like on the planet, which actually has a harmonica in it. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but it's like, um, it's have you seen? Have I might you seen, have died before getting there? <laughs> have you seen any of the dark bramble at all? Like the like there's a section like in space with it if you got sucked through the black hole you should have been pretty close to it i are you talking about like when you use like the um like the scanner and like you like there's like you can sort of move around and sort of like find certain points that's like yeah. playing music so yeah. like I, I i found one person that um was like playing like a harmonica or something yeah yeah so that might have that that's probably it so there's a there's a it's like it crash landed on and it and the bramble is like it's like a huge like overgrown oversized like uh basically thorn like it's a bunch of weeds and thorns it, it's what it looks like oh it's got yeah. Like, yeah yeah so it, so mm-hmm. i found i found the one i found that one on the first planet okay okay yeah yeah and like if you shoot your scanner into it it sort of like takes it somewhere else yeah yeah it goes somewhere else okay yeah and that's there's the harmonica so one of the outer wilds venture people is like connected to that because like you can hear the harmonica through that part Hmm. um so i just don't know how to get there yet because i've been to and i've been to the dark bramble world and uh something real bad happened to me there and i haven't been back so um not yet so i figured i was gonna save that that feels like an end game thing like whatever i need to stop the loop feels like it's gonna be in there somewhere um, but, but yeah, yeah, um, there's it's a lot to say about this game. Yeah, it's an interesting game. Like, don't, don't like, uh, I feel like when you, when you listen to me talk about it, you're listening to the one half that will probably not like the game, but then hearing you talk about it, like that's the other half that would really enjoy it. So I'm glad that we both have different experiences with this game. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm like I said before, I'm glad that you at least gave it a shot. Like you that's that's the thing, is that I really hope that people get their hands on it just any way they can, just to try it out. And you want you wanna know how well one of the ways that I had a chance to play this game? How's that? Something called Game Pass. Beautiful. It's very Yeah. So I, I, I finally caved and I rebought an Xbox. And sign up for the Game Pass. So, uh, with the Game Pass, you know, I've been, I've literally been talking about it for the last, like, I feel like since we started this podcast back up, um, with, with the Game Pass, you can, there's like a list of games that you can just pretty much, you know, select and download and play. So as long as you subscribe to the Game Pass, you can play these games. So Outer Wilds is part of this list. 
And my and the next game that I want to talk about, Outer Worlds, is also on this list. Before you jump into that, I did not know you bought an Xbox. What uh, Xbox did you buy? Uh the Slim. The Slim? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. So yeah, so you know, I'm back on the Xbox. Um, same same gamer tag. So SSG Blackrod, if you want to send me an invite, and uh, Outer Worlds is it's the game, it's the Fallout game that we deserved. Mm. I'll just start it off with that. Okay. Like, I, I I feel like anytime a Bethesda game comes out, and not even to start this off with throwing shade, but like this is a really good point. Most Bethesda games, when they launch, they launch with like a like a layer of jank that you'll hear people say, "Oh, it's a Bethesda game." You know, big games like this, they're supposed to have bugs. Outer Worlds, I haven't like I haven't come across that yet. Nobody's clipping through each no other. No one's clipping through stuff. No one's face is turning upside down. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. Funny. I, I, you know, I might get like a weird animate. I might see a weird animation with my companion, but it's nothing that's like breaking the game. Right, right. So, uh, Outer Worlds, um, it's developed by Obsidian Entertainment. So, if you've uh, played Fallout New Vegas, uh, you know, you you should know. Like that's that's pretty much what you're getting with that. And like they do a really good job of. I feel like they their games have like a layer of like realism if you wanted to get to that point where like if you play on harder difficulties like it 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 pretty much feels like you're like thrown into the game for real i guess and like every choice that you make whether it i'm talking about like how you set your stats in the beginning of the game or just how you play in general like you have to really think about everything um there's I don't know. I feel like there's 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 a layer of like role playing that with these games I used to play differently. Uh, I'm thinking of like you know when I used to play Fallout Three, Fallout Four. I would make a character that you know had like high health, or mm-hmm. I could do like melee builds. I've learned that when you play games like this, honestly, the best way to play is like with high intellect, high science skills, so you can sort of like oh well, high intellect. And high charisma skills. So you could literally, like, I, I talk my way out of like a, like a boss battle or like a, like a fight encounter. And just seeing my character, like, just finagle his way through different things is just really interesting. Like, the writing is really cool in this game. That's, that's the thing, right? Is that, like, you know, the New Vegas writing was, you know, said to be pretty good, and it seems like they carried over a lot of that that stuff over here as well. Um, mm-hmm. How's the to to me an RPG like this? You know, uh, kind of lives and dies on the side content, so I'm kind of curious about that. All right, so um, I can sort of like, all right, so with uh with the plot of this game, you're playing as a um a person that was pretty much shipped into space on a mm-hmm. colony, and Essentially, you know, everyone's supposed to be frozen, you know, put in stasis, and once they get out or get to the destination, they unfreeze, and bam, you know, new colony. Uh, for some reason, something went wrong. The uh, They weren't taken out of cryosleep. The ship sort of got knocked off of course. Yeah, and no big they deal. En- no big deal. They ended up just floating in the space for like 200 years. Oh, okay. So fast forward to, you know, when this game is happening, and I kid you not, you're literally... Uh, 
it's at least to me it feels like you're being rescued by uh rick from rick and morty wow like it's it's yeah you're 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 pretty much saved by like the scientist who's you know wanted by the government and has like you know uh he's like a, a wacky scientist and like that's that's like the vibe that i get off of this character i wonder if that's intentional at any point <laughs> um but yeah, so, uh, you start off, you, um, you're ejected onto a planet and you sort of like, I feel like what I really appreciate, appreciate about this game is that instead of giving you like a huge open world to play with, you have multiple planets, you know, to, uh, to play on and all of these open spaces, like they're, I'd say like they're smaller, but they're more, it's, it's more dense. Like there's more, you know, it's not like open field. Like there's no there's there, there's normally enemies. There's normally side contents like just that's just like hidden off in a way. Like this, I'll just say this: there were a couple times where like I would start going to a um, like a mission objective, and on the way I'd come across like some random building, and you know just like in any of these games, I'm looting and I'm taking everything. Um, so I ended up looting some building that. Uh, I think by the time I came back from that mission, someone else was like, hey, man, like, I really need, you know, such and such from this building. And I was like, oh, you mean this such and such from this building? And, like, it's cool that the game sort of, like, lets you sort of play however you want mm-hmm. in, any, in, in any order at that, too. So um, I feel like I – and, like, at least on the first planet, the game does a good job of telling you when uh, – a mission is sort of like wrapping up. So like you, at least to me, it sort of feels like there's like a big choice between doing one thing, siding with one faction or siding with another. And um, like right before I finished that mission, I was like, Hey, I feel like I'm about to piss off a lot of people. So <laughs> let me go back and like try and do missions in this area before I just fuck it up for everything. So um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've, I've, you know, pumped in a good amount of time on that, you know, first planet. And got a lot out of like the side quests. That's that's pretty good. I it sounds like the game doesn't really like waste your time much. Like it, it feels like everything is used effectively, like as effectively as possible. Um, and you know you've already mentioned that you know all the the quest writing is is pretty good. Uh, I heard that the quest log is actually surprisingly like you know in depth, uh, easy to keep track of. Um, and it's very much a pick up and play experience, which is rare. <laughs> um, and I like that it seems like this tight 25, 30 hour adventure instead of like a, some 100 hour Witcher type thing. Yeah, like I, I can already tell that, you know, oh, I mean, do I feel like I'm that far? I feel like I'm, I'm maybe hitting the halfway point. Okay. Uh, cause like now, like more planets got opened up to me. Okay. So, um, like I, I'll say this. I feel like this is a game that I would want to replay since it's like, it's supposed to be, like you said, like a 20, uh, 25 to 30 hour game. There's something, there's certain things that I did in this playthrough that I want to see what the other outcome was. So I, I think it, that's what the joy is in this type of game. Yeah. A lot of people, I've heard people say like, you know, talk about the drastic differences and I wonder. You know, I always hear that statement. I always doubt, you know, every time like somebody's like, oh, man, it's so much different. Like, do the choices really feel um, that much more different than, than each other? 
Mm, I mean, I I feel like I couldn't really say until I, I start my next playthrough. You say okay, okay. Yeah, and and I feel like I, the way I'm playing right now, I feel like I'm playing like a chaotic neutral, if anything. Okay. Sure. Like I'm not leaning towards a certain side. I'm not too nice. I'm not too mean. I'm just sort of like just you know what seems right at the time. That's how and, I'm playing. And does the world react to that? Like, do they say like, yeah, he, this guy's like kind of milk toast. Like, you know, what's what's going yeah. on? Yeah. So yeah. So with each mission that you do, with how you sort of interact with people in the world, uh, it'll affect that faction that they're part of. So when you complete a mission for you know a faction, it'll say, hey, your um your morale or whatever has increased with this faction. But then sometimes a mission could be sort of like you doing something against another faction. And they'll say that, you know, you increase the faction for the, you know, the one that you're helping out, but then you also decreased for this other one. So essentially what that means is like, when you go over to that area where that faction's at, sometimes it'll be something where like, they might say something uh, in reaction to you, or they might just like on site come after you. Mm. Yeah. You know, I also didn't know how to take the combat in this game. Like with Fallout 4, so for very first thing you mentioned in this in, you know, this segment, you mentioned that this is the Fallout game that we deserved. So Fallout 4 kind of dropped the ball. And I know this is a different developer, but you know, uh Fallout 4 kind of dropped the ball in that regard in terms of combat like where at least it didn't feel like it felt more it felt a little bit more like a shooter but it it didn't it it didn't quite attain that real i don't want to say it was generic cuz it's it it's not i mean they still have the vat system and everything but does outer worlds really distinguish itself from being you know from having the combat being too too dull or anything cuz i haven't heard a lot of people talk about like the the moment to moment gunplay in this game hmm. Like is does is there anything special? I'm assuming you're not getting like gadgets or anything, right? Like you know, even though it's, it's a space thing, it's mostly just guns, some variation of a shotgun and assault rifle. Yeah, things like that. and like so, like you're able to put mods on your weapons. So if you're, let's say for example, you're, uh, you know, you're going into an area with like a bunch of robots, right. you could put like a shock mod on whatever weapon you're using, and that'll do more damage against the uh, uh, robots. So, like, they have certain, like, you know, uh, like, the game design behind that, like, it's, it's pretty simple. But, um, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I've, I've maybe pumped in, oof, like, I put in a lot of time my first day playing this. Um, I, I can honestly say I've maybe played maybe about 15 hours so far. And the game is, like, over time throwing, like, you know, more powerful weapons at you. You have, um, like I think, what do they call it in this game? You have science. I think they call it science weapons that, um, like completely, like they're completely drastic. Like they're different. I think one of these science weapons is like a shrink ray. Okay. Um, and like that's that's the only one that I've like heard of. I know that like there's like you know uh, there's a science weapon of each type of weapon. Uh, okay. So yeah. So, so they're treated have, like, as specialties rather than like yeah. Normal. Okay. Um. And like I, I messed, I messed just a little bit with like uh, using like you know melee weapons, and I feel like if you if you spec your character towards like a melee build, you could do some really nasty stuff with it. 
Okay. So it's all, I really, I feel like it really falls down to how you really want to play the game and how, how you take your time to like spec out your character so you can pretty much min max on right. how you want to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Combat was something that was really interesting to me because, you know, the, the Obsidian boasted about, you know, oh man, you could play the game like this and like this kind of person and that kind of person. And they really I, seemed I, to be. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, I will say that like my intention with this playthrough was I, I sort of maxed out charisma, I maxed out intelligence. So mm-hmm. I was like, huh, I wonder if I can, you know, play this game without like shooting anybody or like without like killing anybody. Can that work? I haven't been able to do that <laughs> okay. yet. Like I I have skills where like I'm supposed to like threaten people in battle or like debuff them, but it 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 doesn't really proc too often. So, uh, like, okay. like my initial, like, beginning of the game, I was like, oh, let me try, you know, not killing this person, or let me try and, like, talk to them. No, like, I walked into an enemy, he pulled out his gun, he shot me in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. But, but, I mean, like, the weapons don't feel bad. Like, um, I wouldn't say it's, like, you know, Destiny level on, like, how those guns play, uh, feel, but it's, it's, I have, I'm not bored with the weapons yet, I'll say that. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's not like how like Division Two was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. That's a good point. Cause like it's weird with Division Two. It's like that gunplay. It feels good. Like it mm-hmm. feels right. But yeah, the the guns themselves are not interesting or exciting in any way. Um, obviously, because they're based off of like you know real weapons and not like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Destiny type weapons. Um. But yeah, yeah, okay. That, I mean, that's cool. You would think that, with, like, in this, you know, fantasy, this space fantasy setting, you would get some really crazy options. But it sounds like, you know, they've kind of sparingly used that. Yeah, like it's sort of tied behind like those special weapons, which the game yeah. early on like gives you like a quest line to start searching for those weapons. Right. Um. So like I'm I'm like I I'm a like I could do that right now. It's just like I'm sort of like the way I'm playing this game, like the way it's opening more and more right now. Um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like if I'm on a planet that has the weapon, I might like you know if it's on the way to another mission, I might go after it. Yeah. But um, I mean, so far, like I, I feel like what's getting me to play through this game is more or less like the writing, um, because the the world that you live in, it's a world that is pretty much like privately owned by a company okay so so like like instead of having presidents and stuff like that there's like a board of directors so like a lot of the characters like they the way they speak they'll you know they'll you know talk to you like normal but then like at the end of whatever they're saying they might throw in like an advert for whatever faction they're in or Mm -hmm. like wherever they work or something like that like it's really weird and at the same time, like it's interesting to see like how would the world work? How would the world work? If Amazon owned everything. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like, man, the I'm curious how deep it goes into that. Really. Um, I mean, like it's, it's, it's it's entertaining, pretty much. Okay. I guess I mean, it's, I, it's, it's something that's not like super deep. Like I'm oh, not okay. like yeah, I'm, I'm hoping not... to have like some scathing commentary. Like that's what I'm kind of like that's what I would hope for. But I'm I'm sure they don't get that into it. I mean, there's like on the first planet, there's something that happens 
that, like I said, like this, and for example, this is the game that I was talking about where I was talking to coworkers about what I had to do on this first planet. And there are certain like morality choices that you have to sort of deal with that is real interesting to like talk to someone else and see what their point of view is. And what I like doing is, like I said, when I was describing it, instead of using like the corporation that's in the game, I was like, Hey, so imagine if Walmart, you know, owned a planet or owned like a town and you know, this and this happened, how would you feel? So like I'm building the story that way so they could sort of envision it and sort of see right. it how i've you know how i played it in the game definitely yeah and and like i said like everyone i've talked to about like this particular um you know story uh or this particular quest um they they were interested they're like wow like that's that's really deep like i was able to like just like how in the game sets it up you think that you know your choice you uh, you're like the choice that you're making at the beginning of the quest may differ halfway through it, but then you find out some new information that'll sort of flip you either on the other side or you honestly won't care about either side. It's that type of thing. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get behind that. Like, yeah, it, this, this seems like a, a, a really unique game, man. Um, and, and I, this is something I certainly intend to play as well. Uh, I just, I, it's hard to find the time, but, um, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I was actually really excited to hear you talk about this tonight because, yeah, I, I'm just curious about your impressions. Yeah, I, hopefully I could, you know, I feel like I'll be able to finish this game by the, by the time the next episode comes out. So, you know, I'll give more, you know, a more in depth, you know, uh, I guess like opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I really want to see, like, you, know, you brought up the point of gameplay, like the gunplay. I really want to see how I feel, you know, from like, you know, I already gone from hour zero to hour 15. I want to see what that hour 15 to hour 30 looks like. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Does it stay consistent all the way through? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the companions, you know, you have companions in this game. Um, That's it, what I wanted to ask about. Yes. Companions. So, like, what is that about? So the companions are actually pretty cool. Um the first companion, I mean, I feel like the first two, actually, no, I guess all the companions you can sort of like get while just, you know, going through the story. So it's not like, you know, you might miss out on a companion or anything like that, but each companion that you have is like, uh, I feel like it's tied to whatever like the main story is on that particular point of like the Uh-oh. total story. So it's, it's cool. Like I just picked up a companion who, um, she's like from the area that we're at right now. Yeah. So she's like essentially telling me, like we're walking on a path and she's essentially saying, Hey, like don't go this way. We should actually go past this way. And she's giving me like tips while we're like walking past stuff. And whenever we come across like different NPCs, she sometimes will know the person and the person is like, then their whole perception of who we are and like what we are sort of changes. I have heard that there is one companion who is above and beyond, um, like uh, the other ones, basically. Hmm. I don't know if I want to say just because I don't want you to skewer your expectations. But... Yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Um, cause I haven't, I haven't really heard too much of other people talk about this game. Um, okay. I've heard, I've heard people talk about the game and how much they enjoy it. 
And I've heard, and, and like, I sort of feel this way right now. I've heard people compare this to Disco Elysium and like, they're like gushing over how Disco Elysium is more of an RPG than this game. So like, that's, that's sort of like, I feel like that's like sort of messing my, messing up my playthrough right now is because now I really want to play Disco Elysium. But yeah, but there were, those are two different games though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're two different games, but I feel like Outer Worlds, it's, it's giving me enough of like the RPG elements where I feel like, you know, my stats make a difference. But what I'm hearing is that Disco Elysium like takes that and amplifies it. So it's something that like I want to get through outer worlds before I play Disco Elysium because I'm hearing sure. that people are like the experience that you have, like the RPG experience that you have with that is much greater in that game than this one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, you know, that's Outer Worlds. Um, like I said, you can pick it up on PS4, Xbox One, PC. The Switch version isn't out yet. It's coming out in 2020. But if you haven't, if you have an Xbox One or PC, because I believe it's also on the PC Game Pass, go ahead and pick up Game Pass. It is a great service because not only am I playing this game, I went ahead and downloaded some other games that came out this year that I wanted to play. <clears throat> um, Devil May Cry 5 is on it um there's like a couple of like indie games that came out that i wanted to play that's on it and then uh we talked about it just a little bit earlier but after party is that what it's called yeah after party which is uh, i can't remember the developer's name but they did oxen free yeah so that's also on game pass so um day one god damn yeah so i'm i'm excited i'm i'm really excited yeah i'm happy yeah, I mean, it's the best deal in gaming, which we've said multiple times mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what we've been playing recently. Um, I guess we could go ahead and jump into the, you know, some news topics that's happened over this past week, stuff that mm-hmm. we, you know, picked out that we all, you know, want to dive into a little bit. But um, let's go ahead and jump into the news. We'll, let's go ahead and start off with PlayStation View. Um I'm not really surprised about this news, like, at all. Yeah. But yeah, me Play- either. It's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, PlayStation View has been canceled. Like, have they... Now, here's my question. Um, Is it, like... Did they give a time date on when, like, the service is going down? Or did they uh, just straight up cut it? I think it's supposed to go down on the end of January. Hmm. I'm almost I mean, positive. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, w- have you had any experience with PlayStation View? A little bit, yeah. I had a little bit of experience with it. Um, I know a ton of people with PlayStation View, um, and yeah, a lot of people were sad. People in my my work chat or my work Slack were uh, were really bummed about this. And these are people who do not really play games all that much, um, but they but it's very very useful for things like sports, like live sports, you know, because you, it's a really cheap, simple easy way to specifically to get things like that and it's access it was accessible um through a lot of different platforms right like i think it was accessible via like chromecast and uh yep. fire tv and all that other stuff yeah, yeah. like it, i mean they they made it accessible to like i think you could play you could watch on tv your you know tv yeah uh, like if you had, if, yeah your smart tvs you could uh use chromecast you could blow it up on your computer or your playstation so um <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's sad to me, and the reason why I wanted to kind of just at least bring it up is because 
Uh, for me, that was, it's not surprising. Like I agree with you. It's, it's not super shocking, but it's an indication that these services, these, these streaming services are getting like, you know, they're, they're pricing out, you know, um, the legitimate viable options. And the fact that, you know, PlayStation was kind of in that game or Sony was trying to get in that game. And now they're saying, you know, eh, maybe not. Um, I do find that interesting for next gen. Like, do they, are, are they, do they plan on revitalizing their strategy at some point? Like with this, because we do know that Microsoft tried that with Xbox One last year. We all know how that turned out. Um, it obviously is not the exact same thing as it, they weren't trying to provide their own television service, but you know, um, they wanted to integrate kind of like the entertainment experience with kind of like, you know, under PlayStation, which is why I think it's a big reason why it was called PlayStation View and not just like View or something. I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, oh, man, why didn't they why didn't they just like rebrand? Um, and they probably could have. But, you know, there's a there's they probably did want to continue tying their their specific PlayStation brand to to cable and, you know, have some things going mm. off of that. You know what? I honestly think that they might have been maybe bullied out because, like you said, there are so many streaming services that are you know, popping up. Like, like everyone has like a streaming service now. Um, a, a lot of times, like it's it's uh, these companies have to pay contracts to keep those channels on their packaging. Yeah. So I wonder if at some point, you know, AT and T right now is. I think they, you know, they they pulled in Time Warner. Um, and like they're huge. It's you know AT and T, it's HBO, it's um, what else do they have? Uh, Warner Brothers, like that's all like one house. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Warner Brothers just talked about their uh, their streaming service like recently. So yeah, um, you know they're they're HBO Max is what it's called. So and it just landed South Park. So yeah, I mean they've got. A lot of competition. Yes, I do agree. Yes, they did. They did get priced out. There's no way that they're going to be able to compete with all these studios who can spend, you know, millions upon millions of dollars um, on these exclusive shows that that play only on their platform. Like, I don't I don't think, you know, Sony's interested in that kind of game. So, yeah, I do think that they got they got priced out. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who, who knows where that really leads them? But I just thought it was interesting to at least kind of mention here um, yeah definitely and you know we want to hear from you guys like if you guys use playstation view or you use some sort of service like it because like i said like it's 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 a service that's like out there what is it there's uh the sling tv yep. there's um i think att rebranded theirs into as a watch tv or something like that it yep. used to be called direct tv now but i think they rebranded it to something yeah. else it's something um, else YouTube yeah TV. Yeah, so like if you guys use any of the services, like how, how would you feel if the service that you use got, you know, shut down? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting to see like how like this whole marketplace is shifting because like this is still I feel I still feel like it's still in this like its infancy. Like it's well, I want to say that. I feel like it's, it's I, past that now. It's past yeah. That. Yeah. So it's past that, but it's still like evolving. The the, the war is beginning now. <laughs> Like the war, I mean, we've got Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, uh, HBO, Max with the Warner Brothers thing. Disney Plus is around the corner. That is the that that's the juggernaut. That's the one everybody should be afraid of. Um, is that one? Um, that's entering the market at like six or seven bucks per month. Are you kidding me? 
It's that's insane. Yeah. So, you know, developing story. We'll see. We'll we'll see well, where this goes. Yeah, it's dead. So I don't know. Like, oh no, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, just in 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 general, just like all of these. Oh, just streaming. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm looking at I'm looking at the bigger picture, dog. Yeah, you're right. The big picture. You're right. Because we, because we'll definitely be talking about HBO Max, and we'll be talking about um, just like you know all these different services, all these shows that are coming to different services. Because like now it's getting to the point where like if you if you like certain things, you know, and you and you want to you know consume this entertainment, quote unquote, the the right way, then you're gonna be split between different services. Yep, you're gonna be paying cable bill all over basically, again. Basically, yep, all over again. Um, but yep, yeah, so that's that. Um, this week, I sort of want to talk about some of these uh, streamers making more noise about Mixer. Uh, so this past week, uh, two, you know, I say, all right, I'm not gonna disrespect King Gathalian like that, but Shroud first, uh, he officially you know jumped to mixer and i guess at this point he was twitch's like biggest you know i guess next to ninja he was like the biggest streamer on yeah, twitch he does he does fortnite right yeah okay so um he Not jumped upset. over he jumped over to uh mixer and i think like a couple days after that uh destiny streamer uh king Gathalian, he moved to mixer so um I mean, like if you if you've watched like Destiny streams, like he he's normally like the person that's like trying to get like worlds first in raids. And yeah, stuff he like usually that. gets them, right? I think so. Like I think he's he's either like gotten them or like gotten really close to getting them. And like I think there was one time in particular where like I think they missed it by like eight minutes or something like that. Oh man, yeah, it's tough, but. Um, yeah, like we're, we're officially like, if, you know, if you didn't think that the, the streaming platform war didn't start with Ninja moving, now we're getting like more, uh, more content creators going to Mixer. So, yeah. And I do wonder if that's Microsoft like reaching out and going like, Hey, you know, you could be making more money over here this way, more freedom. I, don't I know. mean, I don't, I don't know how like true it is because I don't really be- like believe uh, I was a doctor disrespect, but like he's gone on record saying that, yeah, you know, they, they've reached out to me, but he doesn't really believe in what Mixer's doing or something like that. So what are they doing or not doing? I, I don't know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how do you, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I'm just, I, I like seeing things like this. I sort of like sitting back, eating my popcorn, uh, watching to see like how these different, you know, companies react to each other because yeah, I think Twitch, like they're, I guess they're, 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 they're trying now. I know they sort of like, I don't want to say rebranded, but like they, they, it looks like they're trying to get people back onto Twitch mm. by like sort of like changing up, you know, like the logo, changing up, like I guess, uh, they, they want, oh, they wanted to be more friendly towards like streamers, I guess. I don't know. See, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I, I would like to know what that what that means, like, specifically, because, it, I mean, Twitch was the place for that, right? Like, you didn't really get banned for anything unless you were naked on stream or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm genuinely asking because I, I don't know, but you know, it, with with Mixer versus Twitch, I mean, it 
is really are, is the viewership on Mixer such that Twitch is needs to go through all this like rebranding and and all this other thing? Like, I mean, I know we we knew that this was happening anyway with Ninja leaving, but like, are those numbers consistent with Ninja plus like you know the other guys leaving? Like, does that present a real threat to Twitch? I mean, when it's to the point where, like, a lot of these uh, streamers, they're pulling in, like, easily, like, you know, 78,000 people to watch them. Um, I think that, I mean, that, that means a lot. That means a lot. I feel like it means a lot t- towards, like, advertising and, like, running ads in front of 78,000 people. Right. So, honestly, I think that's the biggest thing right now. They're trying to get, like, the whales of the stream- streaming industry and trying to get as much money from the ads. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt that, you know, one of the console manufacturers is is running that platform. I'm sure you get some good benefits, at least from the the big people starting out anyway. Yeah. So, um, I don't shoot. Maybe I should maybe I should start streaming, get some of this money. Well, that's the thing. That's exactly it. Like, I know you're like maybe joking, but like, that's the thing is that they're hoping (laughs) they're hoping that people say that. And Mixer grows with that in general because it's like the Wild West, you know, like, hey, come grab some of this Mixer fame, some of this Mixer money. I remember there were articles out there when this first was announced, like when when Ninja first was like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving, whatever. A lot of people who were OGs on Mixer were like, we're toast now or we're either toast or this is a big boon for us because we can use that. All the other people who are going to follow him. And they're going to check out, like, hey, what's, what's this Mixer thing about? Like, oh, let me check out this recommended channel or whatever. Like, it's a, a opportunity for, for them to grow as well, if that yeah. makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. So I just I just wanted to just talk about just um I guess, just yeah. bring it up because it's I, – I feel that it's huge. I feel like this is one of those things that's sort of – you know, it's, it's the spark to start this war because now mm-hmm. we have, you know – we we now we now we're seeing people jump ship. Like we saw Ninja jump. Now we're seeing like more like high profile streamers jump. It, I I want to see now. This is like all right, Twitch. What are you gonna do to combat this? Yeah, what are they gonna do? That's the question, right? Yeah. I mean, what what would you do? Like if hypothetically, if you were Twitch right now, what would you do? I mean, yeah, a rebrand, I guess, is, is re-image, you know, is fine, I guess. But there's not really much you can do except just keep continue to to pump up the, well, don't do any of that shit that they were doing before with, like, you know, blocking, or they, they were, like, blocking uh, Ninja's old Twitch or something, right? Or filling it with, like, other... Yeah, they, some... they, yeah, they were filling it with, um like, it was a recommended page that they basically turned it oh. into. But well, they, I guess that's fine. Yeah, but I mean, they, it was, it was something that wasn't really like, I guess the algorithm was off because it ended up, uh, promoting someone that had like, someone that was like showing porn on the channel. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't do that. But, yeah. you know, I, I would definitely try to, you know, there, there are literally millions of people doing this on your platform. Like, continue to find other voices that can, you know, can, I don't want to say replace, but yeah, in a way, like, replace him. Like, you know, you know what the biggest thing for me? I feel like if I was if I was Twitch right now, I would try because I mean I'd go after what people are like asking for. 
Like they're, they're asking for, you know, uh, the website to work better. They're asking for like more, you know, being able to do different things. Like I know Mixer has like a feature where you could stream, you could stream with other streamers and like have that all connecting on like a single stream. So like, you know, throwing in like new things like that, sort of changing up the game. But I feel like one of the biggest things is, um, at least for me, whenever I'm thinking about like, you know, at some point I do want to stream at some point I do want to do all that. But honestly, at this point, I feel like Twitch is so huge. Yeah. Like being, being able to be discovered as like a new streamer is incredibly hard. Yeah. Like people have, people have to have to actually like, they have to actively like, go to the bottom of a list to find people that have like zero viewers. Like this, yeah. there's no, there's no easy way of like, Oh, I want to watch like a, I want to watch someone that's like small or something like that. You have to actively like look after that or try and like, you know, change the filters and stuff like that. Like it's not something that is readily available. Right. So, and that's where, that's where mixer hopes to be, you know? Yeah, I'm not tuned in to like streamer culture or or Twitch culture or whatever like very much. I don't watch a lot of streamers, but like I mean, to me it seems like that is that that's that's the sweet spot for where Mixer would like to be. Yeah, I mean they they it's they're making it look like it's it's they're opening more doors, and you can you know I'm gonna say you know be 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 the next ninja or anything like that, but like it's like the dream seems more obtainable. For sure. Yeah. But that's what I got on that this week. Um, next up, Rod, you got some news about EA and Steam. Yeah. So basically, EA and Steam, or Valve specifically, they they have actually... So EA is going to put games on Steam again, which is a big deal. Not only are they going to put their games on Steam, EA Access is going to be available on Steam. That's a huge deal. Um, that's that's a big deal. I'm not quite certain what's going to happen with just Origin. I guess Origin will continue to exist. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and it's supposedly going to be a little different, just a little bit different. It's gonna uh, there'll be the library will be similar, but I'm not sure if they've divulged exactly what will be different. But the origin storefront itself will be will differ slightly from the uh, origin stuff on Steam, and I just think that's really cool. I think it's really cool that they are partnering up. Yeah, a lot of people think that this is maybe shots to uh, Epic. You know, the Epic is doing really well right now for themselves. It seemingly. Um, you know, obviously they have got Fortnite in the chamber. They've got, uh, a lot of, they're running all these sales all the time. Like people are really, you know, they're getting exclusive runs of games, which, you know, we've talked about on this show before. And yeah, they seem to be doing really well. So this may be a desperation ploy, not desperation. I'm not going to say make that dramatic, but like it may be a ploy to kind of like, you know, just say, Hey, you know, we're still here. Epic. We're still here. So. I think that's that's a really big deal and and fairly neat. I mean, it is like I I you know I I gush about Apple um, Apple Arcade, I gush about Xbox uh, Game Pass. So you know, being able to now have the uh, Origin access on Steam, it's it's gonna be cool. I just want to see how that's gonna work. 
Yeah, uh, you can't. You won't, you won't be able to transfer anything. Um, no purchases. Uh, so if you like bought something on Origin, like you can't just have them on Steam now. Um, so you would have to double dip as of this moment. Who knows if that will change in the future? But yeah, I mean, the very first game that will take advantage of this is uh, the Star Wars game that appears on uh, that releases on the fifteenth, I think, of November. And after that, they're gonna have like Sims and Apex Legends and everything like that. Uh, Unravel 2 was one that they highlighted. Um, obviously, Battlefield, FIFA, all that stuff. All of that good stuff. That's all going to be available there. And I also remember that, don't forget that uh, EA Access is available on PlayStation now as well. Yeah, yeah. That became available at the end of summer, I want to say, of this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, so, I, think, I think I might look at that to play the Star Wars game. Oh yeah, the the access. Yeah, it's it's definitely an option, and now you can do it on a PC if you really want. You know. Mm, mm, uh, mm, well, I mean, it's it's interesting times for sure, for sure. So, yeah, it, it's like you know, EA and, and and Valve were pretty pretty cuddly, you know, a while back, and then <laughs> and then they they split for a bit. Um, you know, EA wanted to go their own separate way. So, so what you're saying is that like they got a divorce, but now they now they're back together, but not like officially. But they're they're doing it for the kid. They're doing it for the child. They they doing want to make it, sure that the kid's okay. Doing it for the kid. Doing it for the kid. Um, guess what, guys? That's us. Now we <laughs> now we have the house back together. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't I don't know. I just thought it was neat. Um, I do, will keep an eye on this just in case, like, you know, they do decide to, um, you know, transfer purchases. I doubt that will happen, but I just like, I think, just think that it's cool that this partnership is like reinvigorated. There's something about that that's really neat to me. So I, I'd hope that this would open the doors for down the road if they decide to just can, uh, origin that you'll eventually be able to just transfer the keys over. That's what I'm hoping. Um, at the end of the day, I feel that you're still on a PC, so it's not like you're losing your games right now. You just, you double click on the game and it launches through a different, you know, application. Mm, it's not yeah. that. Oh, and crossplay, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. There is crossplay, uh, with like PC and Steam and all that stuff, like, cause they are considered two different, like, storefronts, but they are crossplay, uh. Wait, so, I was gonna say, I mean, is that a thing? Yeah. Where I think where so. if I got where if I buy something on uh like Origin and then uh so like a friend of mine buys it on the Epic Game Store, we won't be able to play each other. Yeah, I think that's the case. But now with this being on Steam, um Origin players and Steam can players can play together. Yeah, that actually that absolutely is the case. Yeah, I, damn, I didn't even realize that, but yeah, that is true. That's why and that's another reason why people were complaining so hard about this this stuff. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. so that, that that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. But now it's not a problem. You know, they yeah. can play with each other now. Uh the, the big ones like Battlefield and Apex, uh those don't show up until early next year. It will only be it'll be like a little bit of a slow rollout for the rest of the year. Um but early next year we should see more of those games. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see, you know, see some good things from this partnership. For sure. For sure. All right, so let's round it up this episode. Let's with our last topic, BlizzCon. Oh boy. Oh boy. Rod, Rod, what you got for us with this one? 
Oh boy. So we've got been talking about this off and on for the last few weeks, but uh yeah, Blizzard's been in the news. Don't know uh if you guys haven't heard yet. Um yeah, it's going to be fascinating. That's going to be as of this recording, it should actually be going on <laughs> right now. So if the whole place is burned down, check in next week and we'll inform you all. Um I am curious about this for many reasons. Um one of which is I just want to see what the hell goes on, you know, who, it, you know, are we going to see like, you know, obviously I hope that everybody's safe, you know, nobody's hurt or anything, but man, like, are they just going to pretend like nothing's happening? Like that's, they would have to, right? Like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't, you think they're going to comment on this? I feel like they sort of have to. It's not, that's, this isn't something that they can sort of like just like look over and not say anything. I know, I feel like at, at some point they have to say something about it. Like they can't like look over like what's been happening in the news for the past, you know, couple weeks and what people are like protesting about. People are still talking about it. It's like the, it's, when you think of Blizzard right now, this is what you think of. So. They they honestly cannot go through this uh, con and not not say anything about it. Now, how I feel is that this is a glorious dumpster fire that I will gladly sit back and sort of watch to see how people react to it. Um, I feel like what we might get is I know there are a lot of people that are up in arms about what's happening in Hong Kong, how Blizzard sort of like reacted to um, that uh, Hearthstone player that said something about it. But, you know, over the past couple of days, there's been, like, rumors and, you know, people talking about games that will show up at BlizzCon. I want to see how people react. I want to see if these people that are up in arms, will they still keep that same energy when Overwatch 2 or the next World of Warcraft expansion or, you know, Diablo 4 uh, is showing off? Like. Pretty, pretty much all three of those, which we were pretty certain are happening. So, yeah, I just want to see if people are going to keep that same energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look, you know me. Like, I, I'm i a huge Overwatch fan. Like, I, I am a giant Overwatch fan. And the prospect of an Overwatch 2, it was exciting to me. Um, And, and, and really, like, yeah, it's it's... It's weird and it kind of still is. So it's, it's a strange situation where, you know, you've got, you know, the government player, like players, professional players of these games. Um, even Blizzard's own employees, like, are rallying against, like, Blizzard, the, the head of Blizzard. Cause it's not like, like, it's a bit more of a complicated situation than, like, everybody at that company is, like, you know, actively evil and for this, like it's, there's a lot of internal strife right now. There's a lot of like protesting and there's, it's not good. It's not great right now. Like in terms of, you know, there's a lot of disagreement going on, uh, internally as well. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have worked on these games who are incredibly disheartened by everything that's happened. And, you know, they have been working for this BlizzCon, like to come up and getting ready to reveal these really exciting things that they've have coming down the pipe. And then Blizzard goes and does this, um, like, you know, the head honchos. So it's, 
it's it's really unfortunate. Um, and I think once this all this stuff gets revealed, I think we should talk about it. You know, we should oh, yeah. we should definitely talk about all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it definitely it definitely to answer your question, it dampens my hype a little bit. Like it definitely dampens my hype. Like I'm not like I, I'm still curious to see like what they talk about, like in terms of especially in, ter- in terms of Overwatch. But you know, it's right. It, com- it, it comes right. with a caveat. But. Is it is it bad? Now, honestly, is it like tell me if this is bad? But is it bad that I want to make a bingo card of what potentially might happen and like just I I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm turning this into a game but like I don't know this is just entertaining to me. I mean, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see. <laughs> like, I mean, really, as long as nobody gets like physically injured, I mean, I think that this is going to be a, a it, this could potentially be a shit show of the highest proportions. Um I was never under the impression that this was going to get canceled. A lot of people said that, "Oh, they're going to cancel BlizzCon." I I never believed that that would happen, but I thought mm, I, I, I feel I, like I feel like if BlizzCon was like a couple months out, maybe. But I feel like all this happened right before they could really cancel it like that. I, I don't think that they were even going to try to let this affect them in that regard. Like I just never bought that that was even an option for them. Like this is a big this is a big deal. This is a big event like that they continued to do. I don't think that they were going to let you know some quote unquote disgruntled folks you know, really affect that. Like, even though they certainly should, they certainly should open up their ears and listen to what people are telling them. Um, I think they're, this is a corporation we're talking about, a multi-billion dollar corporation. Like, at the end of the day, they they don't really care all that much. And at least when it comes to, like, the people making these kind of decisions, not like the people working on the games. Um, But, yeah, I mean, on your bingo card, like, what are a few things that you think are really going to happen on here? Mm. So I'm thinking about putting a space for, I mean, I feel like some of these are like, like obvious, like, um, like I, I want, I want one space to be them actually doing a Q and A and having them like seeing them, seeing someone ask a question and then start going into the whole, whole Hong Kong thing. And then just being immediately shut off. Like, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that Blizzard will either stop the feed, cut the camera, or like do something of that nature during I think, a Q and A? I, I a lot of people have suggested this. I think that all their questions are going to be like, in, yeah, yeah, they're all going to be pre-screened. They're, they're already pre-screened, but I think they're going to go even harder on that this year, for sure. Like. Could could it happen? Yeah, I mean, look, anything is possible at this point. Like, I, it could happen theoretically. I, I don't know if that it, it run. They, you know, who knows? It, it could. Yeah, I'm surprised. You know, what, you know what I think might happen? I think Blizzard might have the people that are going to ask questions have them sign something, and have it have it where like there's a clause where if they say anything like that, you know, Blizzard could come after them. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could definitely see that, like, you know, some sort of waiver or whatever, you know, saying that they have the right to, you know, I don't want to say detain, but like, you know, cut them off if they need to or or whatever. Uh, there would be consequences, basically, um, or kick from the con entirely, which I'm sure somebody is not going to care enough. But, you know, would are you going to spend four or five hundred dollars to 
go get kicked out of the con. I mean, I'm sure someone will, but like how many people will do that realistically? Um, mm, I don't know. People are clout hungry. Maybe, but like a lot of people are saying like inside the con, like center itself will be like a different sort of atmosphere. Whereas like outside it will be a, a tell a different story, which would not surprise me. Honestly, it's like if you go to a, a, a politician's like rally, like if you go on the outside, like it's you can have people protesting this person like all day, like a ton of people doing that. But on the inside, it's going to be like, no, it's funny. I, I instantly imagined that I imagined like inside the convention center, like you have person A talking to person B and like, hmm, how about that Overwatch 2? Yeah, that looks really cool. And on the outside, you got dumpster fires, you got cars on fire, you have like helicopters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of. That that's kind of what I'm thinking, honestly. Is like that the the environment inside the con will be relatively controlled, um, and, and there won't be like a, a clusterfuck. But but who knows? Like I, someone may just nuke their attendee or attendance. Um, I intentionally. Say, I was gonna say, God damn, Rod, that was that's really no, no, no. <laughs> I know that was probably a really poor choice of words. I, I didn't mean like actually like set a bomb in there, but like yeah. literally just just like say I don't care about not being able to attend anymore and just you know do something like that, like bomb a Q and A. Oh my God, um, not no, no. I mean no, 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 no. I mean like bum rush bum rush a a q a in like free hong kong or something like that <laughs> um obviously we don't want anyone to be hurt like at all but uh but yeah man that, that i don't know I shouldn't, I shouldn't be laughing at this i'm so sorry <laughs> but the whole reason why like i wanted to bring that that up just in general just, just blizzcon because like i did kind of want to just talk about the leaks that have been coming out about it yeah, um yeah. i mean they're good what you got for us with these leaks so now, how, how leaky are these? Like, how is it like a concrete leak? Is it a you know, this might be a like, might be a, a problem type of leak that might be real, might not be real. What's what's going on? What we so, got? So, so far, I mean, we've got like verified sources on some of this stuff. I know Jason Schreier's talked about it. Um, we've got also like bl- the Blizzard merch store just leaked some stuff like today. Um, and so we do know that the World of Warcraft expansion is coming. I already forgot what it was called, but it is definitely, it's something, it is a new one though. It is not the Burning Crusade classic. Like a lot of people was, were kind of hoping that it would be that. Um, it's not, but it is an, an all new expansion for like the base game, uh, which is cool. And we do know that Diablo 4 is going to be announced. Uh, we also, I want to say, thought we might have had some details on that but i hesitate to speak on it because i haven't seen like a really solid verified source say but they were i think drayson schreier did say last year that that or um that diablo was supposed to be revealed last year but it wasn't um uh, because they just wasn't ready quote unquote and now they're that that reveal is basically happening this year and um it will be we don't know much about it other than that it is the fourth game in the series and that we've seen like one piece of art most of the leaks at this point have come from overwatch 2 and these have actually come from verified sources within the overwatch community like there's one in particular um for like this twitter i want to say it's like metro overwatch or something like that it's somebody who has leaked things in the past uh heroes and, and such and uh so this is going to be 
this is the confirmed PVE thing. And this is also a situation where Overwatch, this might not actually even be called Overwatch 2. It might be like a, uh, like a subtitle or something like that. But it's going to be mostly a PVE expansion. They're going to bring over apparently like the base game into like this new game, which I'm not sure I completely understand how this is going to work yet. But there's no, there's a huge thing with cosmetics where like they're going to, it's going to be on a, like once it's on sale, like it's on sale, you must buy it with real money and then it's gone. Like there's no getting it back, whatever. Like they're doing a different sort of model with the loot boxes here. Um, which I find baffling, completely baffling. And I don't think anything transfers. I think that's the idea at the moment is that none of the cosmetics in the base game transfer to whatever Overwatch 2 is. Um, I'm, ex- I'm interested, I'm interested because I don't know what, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Like the Overwatch League is a thing. Like that's a full blown thing they're doing with season three next year, like in February with like their homestead games. Like it's going to be playing in like different cities. Like this is full steam ahead on this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how much they can really change or if they plan on changing anything at all, which I don't think they are. Apparently the multiplayer is saying like it's as its own thing and the PVE is like separate from that. So wait, so so with Overwatch two, are they just are they essentially porting all of like the multiplayer stuff of Overwatch one into it? So that's what it sounds like to me, but that part is not clear. Whatever, all the stuff that has has leaked so far about this Overwatch two is it's not been clear about that bit. So we don't really know. I feel like instead of calling it Overwatch two, they should have just made it like an expansion. That's because so, yeah. because adding a two to the title is going to be really confusing. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people say that they might not even run with the two. Like when they announced this, it might just be like a uh, like an expansion, like a subtitle or something like that. Yeah. But it will, but it will stand. It will have like a standalone thing. It's something to, that you pay for. That's what I'm saying. So like, it could be something that if you. Um, if you already have Overwatch 1, but you want this new PvE content, that you'll pay like that 40 bucks or 60. Well, I think they would at that point maybe do the 40 bucks. But if you wanted like the multiplayer and the new PvE and you don't have Overwatch already, then you'll pay the 60 to get both. Right. Right. Exactly. So those are the things that have leaked so far. Um, I'm, I'm interested. Um, I'm sure we're going to spend a bunch of time, a bunch of time next week kind of diving into this stuff. Um, especially once all the information is just out there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we'll have some stuff to say for sure because obviously, you know, as I said, I'm a huge, huge Overwatch person. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's, yeah, there's a, there's an element of, uh, disappointment to it. And I think, you know, obviously the company should be criticized for all of the decisions that they've been making up to this point. Um, but yeah, it really sucks for the developers who, again, have, worked on this and are currently protesting all the bullshit that like, you know, their bosses are, are pulling right now. Like I, that, that probably makes me the most sad out of everything. Like regardless of me wanting to play these games or not wanting to play these games, like it just sucks for the people working on them. Yeah. Because like, it's something that gets, it's really out of their power. It's more or less like these higher ups, not, not really caring and just they're just being looking at you know the dollar sign 
Yeah, that's, exactly. That's a, and that's that's what's tough about all this because that's that's normally what what you know does in these uh these companies is just like corporate greed. And exactly. That's, that's sort of like and that's sort of like a a, a, a like a, a thread that happens in Outer Worlds. I was just about to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so circle back around the Outer circle, Worlds. <laughs> circle back, yeah. So I'm I, once again, like I said, I have my lawn chair. I have my popcorn ready, and I'm ready to see what happens. Nice. Well, we, we will be back next week for that then. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, that's you know that's the end of our news this week, and with that, that is episode 36. Rod, what you got for us? 36. We are almost at the 40s. I was trying to think of a funny pun, but I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, any any closing remarks? Anything? Um, yeah. As always, have some fun, play some games, enjoy the fall crisp weather, and uh, I will see you next week. All right, and guys, make your own inspiration. Like, enjoy life. Like, you have to, you gotta. No, I'm not gonna do that. I was about to <laughs> go into the whole thing of like inspirational quotes. I'm just gonna stop. But y'all, just play video games, have fun, stay beastly. We'll catch you next week. Peace.